Beats the Podcast and moresportsnow.com. We cover both sides of the Hudson. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio, and on the line is our own John McAlevey. Johnny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Steve. How about yourself? Doing well. We'll do it. This is going to be a New York football moratorium. Yes, it is. <laughs> we'll talk Jets and Giants today, and we'll start. Hey, let's start with the Jets. Look, you know, Jacksonville's a good team. I mean, they, they lost to Tennessee 9-6, so that was kind of a weird game. But they have a very good defense. The uh, jury's out on Blake Bortles, I still think. I mean, I until he wins a big game and he had some opportunities last season. Of course, he's going up against number 12 in New England, but that's another story. But, uh, you know, it's a very good team. That being said, I mean, you know, the Jets are, you know, it was a feel good in week one, wasn't it? And uh, it's a long time since week one, and they just haven't looked that good. I mean, you know, Sam Darnold. He can make the throws. Uh, what He's been pretty impressive so far, but uh, there's just not enough around him. And even though the defense actually was looked pretty good, the offense still isn't that good, and they're struggling. They are struggling big time. As you mentioned, coming off of week one when Jet fans and um, you know Jet lovers alike were making Super Bowl reservations with their absolute dismantlement of Detroit. Um, You know, they've really come back to earth in a hurry. And shouldn't we have expected this? I mean, you have a rookie quarterback. You have a team that was picking in the top five in the draft last year. You know, it's not like they were one player away. This team is still numerous players away. They got off to that great start. I still think there's a lot to build on. You have your franchise quarterback in place. You have a couple of pretty good running backs, some good safeties. There's a lot to work with there. Now I think the the thing is they just need to be realistic. Fans need to be realistic. Um, I did a daily brief the day after um, they beat Detroit, and I one of my little puns, I said, they have to take care of their jet expectations because they went through the roof, and now it's you know back to reality in a hurry. Yeah, and listen, 17 for 34, 167 yards. I mean, look, it's not a great day. But again, you know, Jags have a very good defense. They were pressuring him all day. You know, and he hung in there. Um, and so, it, you know, it's just one of those things where he's going to have to develop. And no one thought that he'd just come in and they were just going to – he was going to be an automatic fix and they would just roll into the playoffs. I don't believe so sure. anyway. Uh, and, and I'm again, well, you have he, to be excited about him. You, you just have to be excited about how he's played so far. And now you just right. got to get the pieces around him. Yeah. And let, let's face it. Every, uh, great quarterback's best friend is a good running game. Well, when you rush for 34 yards total on 14 carries, you know, what do you think teams are going to do? They're going to load the box. And they're going to make the young kid beat them. And when you have guys like Calais Campbell, trying to rip your head off, I'd be a little gun-shy back in the pocket, too. This Jacksonville defense, as we mentioned, you know, is a is a Super Bowl-type defense. I mean, they can really get after the quarterback. And when they completely shut down the run and make you all one-sided, you know, that's not going to make for a very good day for a 21-year-old signal caller. Just a, a matter now of getting him the experience. He's got to go through the growing pains. Jet fans, you know, it's tough. I mean, when you're when you're down for a long time, you want to get up quick, right? And 
uh, that's that's the case with many fans. <laughs> yeah, know? but and then you take a look at the fact that as a team, the Jets, you know, offense. I mean, they did next to nothing offensively, and they were gouged on defense. They only they only put together 178 yards of total offense. Jacksonville had 503. When Blake Bortles is lighting you up for 388 yards, it's not going to be a good day. Yeah. And what do you think about Todd Bowles? I mean, apparently uh, he's on the hot seat. and Maybe he was going into the season. The only thing I would say about him, he's a stoic guy. It's, it's an emotional game. And sometimes that, you know, being stoic and, and emotionless is kind of, you know, some people want to, if, if you're not doing well, and I know this from the Rutgers uh, standpoint, you know, because uh, Chris Ash is, is, is quite stoic as well. You know, you want emotion and you want, you want to, even when they're not doing well, you want them to be ticked off. And you, you know, when he, he's, you know, he, he's, he would never throw one of his players under the bus. He's one of those coaches that protects his players and keeps everything in-house, and I think that's a good thing. When things aren't going well, you want some emotion from the coach. You want to, hey, this is not okay. And and if the coach isn't, if that's not what they are, then that's a difficult uh, position to be in. You know, one of my, um, one of the things I can still hear his voice in the back of my head, my father said, ever since I was a young boy, when we would watch games and we would um, talk about sports, he would always tell me, the team takes on the character of their coach. And oftentimes, you know, I think he was spot on. Well, who's to say that, you know, behind closed doors, you know, that Todd Bowles is not a motivator and a yeller and a, and a uh, getting guys focused. But on the sidelines, I mean, you would have no idea if his team is winning 28 nothing or losing 28 nothing. There's absolutely no emotion there at all. And um, I don't know. I mean... One when you're winning, now, do you want them to go in and start knocking over the postgame spreads? I don't know whether. Well, here's the thing, John. When you're the barn right now, when you're winning, it's all good. You're going to be. I mean, Urban Meyer. Actually, Urban Meyer is pretty uh, animated on the sidelines. He has. He actually is emotional. If you saw him against Penn State, you you, you see that. Um, but in press conferences and such, he's pretty. Uh, he's one note, calm, calm type of guy. But when you're winning, that's fine. It's when you're losing. Where it's like you, you want to hear something from your coach that you know that, that he's angry and outraged and share it with the fans. I don't I don't know it, it you know and maybe that's pointless to them or it's just not their personality. But it's kind of what a fan wants to wants to hear. Well, on that note, let's move to the Giants. Who do we have to? We do. What are you going to say? The same problems that the Giants had last year, they pretty much have this year. I mean, tell me differently. What what's different? I mean. The offensive line is a challenge, and even though you got someone like Saquon Barkley now in your backfield, you know, and we're seeing this again. I'll, I'll reference Rutgers. If your lines don't play well, you're not doing anything. It doesn't matter what skill people you have. You can have all the Odell's in the world and all the Saquon Barkleys in the world, and, and even Eli, who you know can still throw the ball. Um, it's just not going to happen, and you know you're playing. You know, you're playing good defenses, and it just look they're they just they just didn't look good against the Saints, and then you know Drew Brees well, didn't have like it wasn't you, like he was lights out. Drew Brees was kind of looked pretty pedestrian. Uh, usually, yeah. he's the guy leading the charge, and you know he's just, he's a superstar. You know, a Super Bowl ring, a guy who 
you know, thrives in 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 big pressure situations. But there, it just he was, you know, we, you know, he didn't he didn't hurt his team, but he, it wasn't like it was the Drew Brees show by any means, which you would think no. would be the case if if the Saints are coming away with a win. No, so. well, here's if you want to look at it, glass half full type of a thing. The Giants take the uh, first possession; they go right down the field and put seven points on the board. And the place is going crazy. The Giants are flying. Okay. Then the Saints come out, and the Giants get them three and out, okay? And they're punting the ball, and they pull the fake punt out of their rear end. And from there, it was over. The Saints just took momentum. The Giants had all the momentum. The Saints took it there, and they went up and down the field in the first half. And to the Giants' defense's credit, they held Drew Brees in the highest, or second or third highest scoring offense in the NFL to four field goals. They're only losing 12-7 to seven after being completely and thoroughly outplayed in the first half. They're one play away from winning, okay? They're down 12-7. But the offense that everyone talked about, me included, couldn't wait to see, is just doing zippity-doo-dah. They can't get out of their own way. You had a clear problem in your offensive line. Things were done to to try to alleviate that, but um, you're still in the, in the same spot where if you don't have that protection, what are you going to do? Well, it's tough to get the ball out, and um, but they, they did so, you know, the week before, they, they weren't so bad in Houston. They had a, they had a great first half, but uh, they just haven't been able to really sustain anything. I mean, they have these, uh, I'm, I'm putting together a, a blog for today, they have these Ferraris in their garage, but they can't get the garage door open to get them out. I mean, it's unbelievable. How does Saquon Barkley, you rush to the podium to select this guy with the number two pick in the draft. He had 10 carries on Sunday. How is that possible? 10 carries? Get this guy the football. He's unbelievable. He's athletic. He's electric. 10 carries? Come on. This is nuts. Feature him and and run the ball and just keep, and keep running. Uh, what else are you going to do? I mean, uh, their their offense has become predictable and um, certainly not effective. So what are you going to do? You uh, you know they benched Eric Flowers, right? They replaced yeah. him with uh, oh, Chad Wheeler. Uh, has he done any better? Um, you know, not bad, mm-hmm. not bad. He's been. It's not. It wasn't all Flowers' fault. I mean, he was just. One big glaring, you know, everybody used to point at him, and he, he did get uh, called for his share of penalties. He was not helping the matters. You know, yeah. Wheeler's been okay, but you know, listen, they're on their third center. Jalapio broke his uh, broke his leg. They traded away their starter from last year, Brett Jones, so now they're on their third guy, John Greco. He's an 11-year vet, but, I mean, there's a reason why you're the third string player. It's because – you're really not that good in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought in uh, Patrick Omame from Jacksonville to be the right guard. You know, he's an adequate player. He's not a real uh, tremendous upgrade. Nate Solder hasn't been awesome. Will Hernandez is feeling his way through. Um, they're a work in progress. And unfortunately, as I mentioned, they've got these luxury um, items in their backfield and on, on either side, wide receiver-wise. And for these reasons and, and more, let's, let's point the finger at, uh, at the quarterback as well. 
he is not good at the moment. I mean, Eli yeah. is really looks like he's on his last legs. He has not, um, other than the first half in Houston, has not performed well at all. So this offense is um, is in a free fall right now. And let's face it, if the Yankees don't wind up winning their wild card game and playing meaningful baseball in the playoffs, sports uh, in New York right now are really hurting because both of their teams are one and three and and teetering on mediocrity four weeks into the season. Yeah, and there's no big move either. I mean, what do you do? It's not like you can you can replace Eli. I mean, who's behind Eli? Uh, Alex yeah. Tanny? No way. <laughs> yeah, I still don't get that whole Davis Webb thing. Um, right. Did he sign with another team? You know, I'm not sure. You know what I thought? And this is going to sound stupid, but I, I had been together with some friends uh, uh, towards the end of the summer. And you know what? I thought the Giants should make a play for Teddy Bridgewater. He was a mm-hmm. guy that I would have given up a third-round pick for. See what you got there. He played very well for the Jets. He's still young. Yeah, but not a few. Um, but they. But like everybody said, and you said it too, they went all in on Eli. So that's the mindset over there. So you, you can certainly second-guess that. And then what do you have? So the big move you have, you have Saquon Barkley, and, and you got to put together some kind of running game. You just, I mean, right? It, it, it would seem the only way to get things moving would be to give him the ball. Like you said, he got 10 carries, man. Just, you know, even if you're running him into the line, at least you're trying to establish something, uh, which really we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen him used in that way as, as a, as a you know, an every down back, you know, getting 30 carries, which is what he's supposed to be, right? Yeah, well, you've got a chance to see what they want him to look like on Sunday on the other side of the field at Alvin Kamara. That guy is unbelievable. Yeah. He went 19 carries, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. The guy is—he's really electric. He's more of a more of a scat back than than is Saquon, who can run you over as well. He's a bigger man. Yeah. But that's what I think they envision. Um, but unless your offensive, uh, unless you can show the other team that you're able to pass the ball and and open up uh, lanes that way, they're just going to load the box, and Saquon is just going to be bottled up, and it's. It's very sad because you have this home run hitter right now that is, you know, hitting singles. And it's that's not what you got him for. Everybody's waiting for, I mean, we've seen flashes, but we haven't seen a huge game yet from Barkley, right? I mean, we've seen some runs, uh, you know, even the, even the first week. I mean, he looked pretty pedestrian. I was Like I said, I was about to text you and say, hey, what's up with your, your all-world running back? And then he pops off like a 60-some yard run. That's the beauty of him is he's got uh, he's got that, uh, you know, electricity in him and he can turn a two yard loss into, you know, a 68 yard touchdown. So what are you thinking? Uh, They have to go to Carolina now. How good is uh, Carolina looking this year? Carolina, you know, is good. Christian McCaffrey's having another bang up season. And, you know, listen, the Giants are obviously going to be underdogs. In, in all of the games that, you know, they're playing until the, unless and until they can sustain offense and put points on the board. I mean, I think I don't, I heard a stat the other day. I don't think the giants have scored 30 or more points in like four or five years now. That, that's insane. 
Yeah, the, and the only thing that, that uh, is working in their favor, perhaps, is that the NFC East, which was supposed to be a, this juggernaut, not looking so great, is it? No, no, which is good. And listen, the Eagles haven't lit the world on fire yet either. Washington, the Redskins, I don't think are very good. Even the Cowboys, they, they don't really um, – they don't really – you know, scare me all that much. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that, uh, as you said, that division is not, um, you know, the world of conquering, conquering teams. So they've got their, they're lucky in that respect. Mm -hmm. And then you got the 49ers, you got the Buccaneers coming up. I mean, you got a few, if you want to call them winnable games, but in the NFL, I mean, who knows? I mean, from week to week, I mean, look at the Titans beat the Jags. I mean, uh, you know, go figure. I mean, there's, uh, but they, the Titans appear to be a uh, a pretty good team, and the Giants yeah. uh, well, Giants you, have you them on the schedule. About... The Bears are looking good. That defense is looking incredible now. I mean, Khalil Mack yeah. is really giving them a shot in the arm, and and so and the Giants are playing the Bears. Uh, so there's a lot of and Mitchell Trubisky threw six touchdown passes on Sunday. Could you be looking at a Tennessee? Could you be How looking at a four four five win season? Is that possible for the Giants this year? I mean, yeah, they could be picking in the top five again. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Both teams picking in the top five again. Let's look at the uh, the Jets schedule because the uh, AFC East are, aren't world beaters either. It's you know it's amazing what a year does. Just just one year changes things in the NFL these days, right? The Patriots are looking very beatable. You know the Dolphins. I mean, they, they look. You're thinking the Dolphins are gonna are all of a sudden world beaters, and then the freaking Patriots come to town and just it's like, oh, we know you guys. We're gonna just uh, beat you up now. The good thing for the Jets is now they'll have some uh, some home cooking for a while. They have three straight home games now, which they need. You know, let's face it. They're you start the season with a 21 21 year old rookie quarterback, and you play three of your first four games on the road. Um, and, uh, you know, that's not an easy recipe. And now he's going to be home for they have the Broncos this weekend. Then they have the Colts and the Vikings. Two of those three games I would think are winnable games. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, you look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, they've got some tough games. You know, they, they, they've got the Vikings. At least the Vikings are coming to MetLife. You know, the Bears are coming up again, too. Uh, but they got to go to Chicago for that game. And so there's... Um, you know, and they got the Titans, uh, the Texans are, 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 are hurting. And let's see. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they do against the Pats this year. Uh, but uh, certainly after that first week where they just looked terrific against the Lions, um, it, it's been it's been a bummer. I mean, it really has. I mean, you, granted, they went, they went on the road, but um you know, those those are all games that at the beginning of the year you're looking at and saying, hey, these are winnable games, with the exception of the Jags. You're certainly thinking you can you can handle the Dolphins, and you certainly believe you can handle the Browns. And so, to be now at one and uh, one and three going into uh, next week, they play the the Broncos. Um, you know, at home and and Denver's Denver's okay. I mean, they're. You know that that's a that's a that's a winnable game for the Jets without a doubt. So I mean, it starts it starts this week at MetLife for them. You know, Steve, this season probably people didn't want to say it before it started, but um, baby steps. That's what it that's what yeah. it's all about. It's getting Sam Darnold ready 
for next year and the year after. And um, the question will just be, will Todd Bowles be the head coach next year when, um, you know, when you expect a lot more out of Sam Darnold? That, that to me, is, is the biggest question for the rest of the season is whether there will be a new head coach next year. Yep. Because, you know, are the Jets going to make the playoffs this year? No. No, no that's not, not happening. Make the playoffs. No. But no. they have to show some improvement. And I think they have pieces. They just mm-hmm. need to add some more pieces to that. Yep. And Mike McCagnan has done a pretty pretty good job of filling in uh, positions around uh, the young quarterback. He's got some good good uh, guys on defense. He's got a couple of good running backs, another, a couple of good wide receivers. The question is, do they go out and get Le- Le'Veon Bell next year? That's something that um, you know that that has been talked about. Mm-hmm. Imagine him in the backfield with Sam yeah. Darnold, a young quarterback and a stud running back like sure. that. Sure. Who knows? They have a lot of cap space, so mm-hmm. they're going to build in this off season, and then we'll see really, um, yeah. you know, what the bigger picture looks like for the Jets in years to come. Oh yeah, I mean, it's so it's it's very different to, when you're talking about the Jets and the Giants. So so you you see a lot of um, a, a bright future for the Jets, whereas the Giants, you're really scratching your head as to what they're going to do moving forward, going all in on Eli. I mean, you know, they got Barkley, but you know, you, you think more in terms of when you think of the future as having that uh, quarterback situation set, you know, for the next foreseeable future, the next five to 10 seasons, you know, and that's what the right. Jets have going. Whereas you, you wonder with the Giants, because it's the most important position on the field. I mean, we know this. So, uh, so uh, we'll see. But uh, New York football, not such a bright picture right now. And it uh, looks like it's going to be that way uh, for the rest of this season. I mean, both teams are, I mean, they're not, there's no, there's no magic run in either team. I don't see it. So I don't see a playoffs no. for either team. And, uh, and that's just the way it is for um, uh, New York football. And uh, mediocrity has made its way to yes. the football teams in New York. Four games into the season, both teams are, shall we say, inconsequential. And that's sad. That is true. That is true. Four games in. Yes, Johnny. Tough days ahead for New York football. And that's going to do it for this week's podcast. I'm Steve Titchener here in our New Jersey studio. On the line, we have John McAlevey. We'll be back next week. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram as well. We're bumping up our Instagram presence, so check that out as well. We'll catch you all next week. Thank you. Thank you.